Hey, Gab. Oh, hey, Zoe. Hey, this is a normal day. This is How's a normal going? day. I We were just talking about how you've been having kind of a difficult day. We don't have to go into the details of that, but I'm sorry that, that it's been, that everything has conspired against you on this day. It's just, it's been a day, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy to leave it behind and talk about someone else's behind. Oh, girl. And I have some things to mm-hmm. say about mm-hmm. this episode. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. I was not prepared. I did not know that this was going to be this episode. And the notes are lengthy. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I mean, I think a couple episodes I confidently said, oh, Jen never finds out about Eve. (laughs) Never. How's that? How's that to to freak your bean? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that you were right. I don't think she knows that it is Eve. I think because her mom just says that she got pregnant and had a child. So she knows that um, she has a half sister technically somewhere. But I don't think she she, I don't think she confirmed that didn't make that connection between her and Eve. Okay, wow. Feeling maybe that'll come to light later. But also I'm realizing but still Eve will never know because I'm I'm more positive that Eve never comes back. Yeah, Eve never gets to connect with her long lost family. I'm pretty sure we would remember that if she did. Right? <laughs> and I feel like I, like, trolled all over her IMDb page and would have noticed if she came okay. back at some point. Okay, 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 okay. I mean, you know, we've watched this show multiple times through, but I'm not I'm not coming up with a lot of resources here in my brain. <laughs> you know? I mean, if nothing else, I am <laughs> continually just as aroused by everything that Pacey does in this episode that I'm sure I have been in every previous watching, so... That that lends water to the fact that I don't remember anything ever. <laughs> that's true. Everything he does, I'm like, oh, that's hot. I can't believe you did that. That's I know. So surprising. And really stands the test of time. Like, I know we only watched this for the first time when we were in our early 20s. But, like, I'm a pretty different person. Not entirely. There are certainly similarities. But, like, mm-hmm. it's been a while. And it still holds up for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Complicated complicated okay well you know what let's just jump in gentle listeners welcome or welcome back to sun dappled cave side i'm gabby and i'm zoe and this is dawson's 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 (laughs) creeps 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 reviewing every episode of dawson's creek in chronological order spoiler free as the good lord intended. At the top of the show, I wanted to mention the journey that I went on regarding our audio quality this week. <laughs> Fingertips have been pressed together in a tent-like fashion. So we got a we got a message from a, a very nice listener uh, about. <laughs> she was like, "I'm loving the, I'm loving the podcast." Great stuff, great stuff. Um, (laughs) Are you aware that everyone... you're fucking haunted. (laughs) Are you aware that every once in a while the audio goes kind of weird and all I hear is super heavy breathing? I was like, oh no, how am I going to tell this girl that her phone is haunted? (laughs) But no, it turned out that... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the people listening to this already know. They've already listened to those episodes and... Right. Well, it's like we've been naked this whole time and they've known and now we're catching on and we have to address it before we cover our nips back up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So sorry about that. I... 
yeah, I went back and I listened to the episode that she specifically, because she sent us a, like, an example, um, but I didn't see it until much later. So I sort of pulled, like, our small group was like, does anyone know what this is about? And then she sent the video of it, and I listened to it, and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, what episode is that from? I went back, listened to it. No, sure enough, it is there. <laughs> Excuse me. So I did want to say apologies, you know. Gabby and I do our best with <laughs> what we have, but, you know, we are not audio people, really, either of us. Not really engineers of any no. sort or flavor. No, we both record this show through Yeti mics. Mine is is getting up there in in years, and it's been around the block, let's put it that way. But around my block, specifically, when we recorded our old <laughs> podcast, and you would just lug it from place to place to meet me. Specifically, yes. So... Anyway, this is all to say that we're doing our best, but sometimes there will be uh, snafus. I also, in that same episode, I definitely remember editing in a clip of, uh, like a Buffy clip, a a snippet of audio that you had mentioned in the episode, and I definitely got it and put it in the thing, but something must have gone wrong when I exported it, so it's just like a 10-second silence. (laughs) And... I love that no one contacted us about that. So either they were like, these poor idiots, I can't bear to like tell them what they've done. Or rather than just sparing us simpletons, they were like, God, what does it mean? We're on a level of comedy that I cannot even tiptoe upon. Yeah, we just wanted to give you some time to reflect um, (laughs) on the various things we were saying. Yeah, it's like our whole, it's like on the level of, um, oh, fuck. Who's the guy, the man in the moon guy who like, is probably dead, but or faked his death. What? <laughs> you know I mean? No. Oh my god! What that short that? film. That short film. The man on the moon. No, the the um the oh god, oh, my my kingdom for a proper noun. <laughs> um, starring the guy from Ace Ventura about a real comedian. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Uh. <laughs> so this and it's a movie. <laughs> He's the movie. First word the sounds like, <laughs> and it's about a comedian. Have I mentioned that? And okay. um, he does really intense stuff. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! You know what? Leave this here. I'm gonna edit in uh, ten seconds of silence where you can find your own explanation for what I was talking <laughs> that about. That will allow you. We'll call it the Google window, where you can go. Yes. Go to Google on your computer and figure out what we're trying to say. <laughs> Is Andy Kaufman crazy? I'm just acting crazy. I'm gonna do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. I'm a bad person. You are a complicated person. You don't know the real me. There isn't a real you. Oh yeah, I forgot. And by we, 
we mean me, who <laughs> clearly has suffered a small stroke in the uh, oh. stress of this day. I can never remember anyone's names. No, pro- uh, like, proper nouns. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's just what I, I wanted to say. Thank you, listener, for, mm-hmm, <laughs> for mm-hmm. alerting us to that. I did listen, after that, in all of my shame, I listened to the most recent episode that we uploaded, and it it is not in there, this breathing issue. Um, so hopefully we are learning from our mistakes and, uh, and the shame of that moment did, was the push that I needed to order a new microphone. Um, so that's coming and I'm very excited about that. But yeah, did just want to say thank you for everyone for sticking with us through our many, you'd think that we would know what we're doing by now. I bet we do not. And we're just doing our best out here and that's all we can do. You know, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to rock a rhyme. (laughs) And we're never on time, especially not me. And maybe some of us are next to an active marijuana grow room. And maybe that's not helpful. Who knows? Yeah. That was another thing that came up. I was like, Gabby, there appears to be like a dense humming in the background. (laughs) You're like, I know. (laughs) Um, Look, there's like a thousand pounds of machinery actively churning right next to my head. So, you know. We're doing our best. So I just wanted to address that. I also wanted to say that our various taglines, snail trailing around and gherkins and merkins are sweeping the nation. <laughs> Many people use them on our Twitter and Instagram and by many, I mean three, but listen. <laughs> and specifically, a listener asked what Gabby thinks about Pacey's tidy whities and little fires everywhere. Now, I don't, I'm just passing this information on to you. I haven't seen little fires everywhere and I don't know if you have either. Yeah. I did Google it, but the pictures are, like, not enough. Um, No. I need to see this tidy in whitey action. Right. So that's just some homework for you to think about. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I uh, Mentally, I'm there. (laughs) Physically, I'm still in this podcast, but mentally, I am accessing. Mentally, I'm here. Joshua Jackson's tidy whiteys. Oh, God. Not untrue for us both, I believe. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. Thank you for that hot, hot, hot tip. <laughs> the tips are hot today. <laughs> That's true. They're catching us in our foibles and also making sure that we see the tip of Pacey's penis through his tidy whities. <laughs> so thank Just you. Just the tip. That's all I need. That's all I need to get me through to 2021. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, and by way of transfer of power from my area of the notes to yours, let's go through what we're drinking. I am drinking a glass of the Nighthawk Black Bourbon Barrel Aged Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's red. It's a red wine. And it is in a box. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have Oh, it's box. a black box. It looks like a... It's a Boda box, which is like a good brand for boxed wine. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I'm feeling like a little bit of jelly over here because I had made the switch to red wine for the season and I looped back to my grocery store white that has a picture of a mermaid on the bottle. Can't remember what it's called for this recording. And now I'm wishing that I had brandy aged barrel wine or whatever <laughs> yours was called. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. It's pretty good. I've been chilled. feeling wine recently. I'm all about the wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I came from work on Thursday and was like, I think I'll have a glass of red wine. And then I was like, I guess I finished that half a bottle. Hey, <laughs> hey. don't mind if I do. Pew, pew. 
The only other things I wanted to talk about was just heads up. I'm going to drop a good donation link in the episode meow, description. Meow, meow. Here it comes. So, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. You guys can just look at it. So how about them apples? <laughs> and also, I just rewatched the, the 90s version of The Secret Garden recently. Mm. I have so many sense memories from childhood of Zoe saying to me, <laughs> I'm in the garden with Colin. Colin. <laughs> um, but it's also just a really good movie. And there's something about watching it as fall and like seasonal depression falls all around us and seeing that like time lapse footage of all the plants coming up and seeing Mary in all her glory and all of her choices of men that really was like <laughs> awakening something in me. It's really good, and it really stands up. Uh, that's, like, the second thing that I've said that about so far, uh, but it really does. And I was Those saying, are the only two things that test that stand the test of time are Pacey's <laughs> sexuality and the secret garden. I mean, if you could think of something else, if you could think of a third thing, you, you, you text me, girlfriend. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I love that movie. It, is, it holds a special place in my heart. And also, I also rewatched it at, as an adult a couple years ago and was like, this movie rules? I was saying mm-hmm. this to you in our textual conversations, but um, I just love that the, the, like, the character of Mary Lennox is so, like, first of all, she's so nasty, but everyone mm-hmm. treats her really badly, too. Like, the whole thing yes. is just so mean. And, and over the course of the of the movie you kind of see like Mary opens up a little bit and like uh, learns about sort of her own uh, independence and and her character changes in a way but I just that beginning where she's like so pissed and her parents have just died and Medlock's really mean to her and so she's mean to everybody else like you would never I feel like if they I mean they they did remake Secret Garden I believe and I I feel like if you if they made that movie today she would just be so watered down and so overly likable and I'm just not I'm not interested in that I love the Mary Lennox of the original version Yes. And I think you said this, but the actress is so good. Yeah, like her stank so face good. is incredible. Yes. I also love it that she's not like, my life in India was amazing and my parents died, so that's why I have a stank face. Like in the beginning, she's like, my parents don't give a fuck. Yes. Like so everything. Wah. Exactly. Everything is so dark. Yeah. Like her parents are really selfish and then they die horribly and suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so she has to go, like, just her life just sucks. And instead of being like, you know, oh, I'm so hard put upon, but like, I still believe in the goodness of people. She's like a bitch. She's like really mm-hmm. hard to get along yep. with. She's really mean to that super nice, like Colin's maid. brother. Or not Colin. Yeah. Uh, who's the who's the hot one? Oh, Dickon. Colin's brother. Dick- Dickon's Con. brothers. Dickon's sister. A sister. <laughs> I'm gonna cool it with that grocery store wine for a second. Uh, but yeah, so she's really mean to her, even though she's super mean, uh, super nice to Mary. And they, I mean, again, like everything, the, the movie changes a lot and their relationship changes, but I just love it. I love it. And like in a believable way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also felt like in watching it, I was really understanding that every human being is fated to the romantic life of choosing between either your sickly pale cousin who you can feel his back for lumps or <laughs> the hot wild boy who is in charge of all animals and uh, wow. has like an animalistic passion oh man so this is like an allegory is what you're saying yes also <laughs> it seems like a prototypical dawson's creek because we've got angry lead lady mm-hmm. mary aka joey we've got sickly ball buster <laughs> aka dawson and we've got 
We've got most sensual human alive, a.k.a. Pacey's tidy whities <laughs> Slash dick on. Dick slash dick on. <laughs> like, if I saw if I saw Pacey, like, commanding a sheep, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sorry. Or, like, just, talking to a robin. I just slipped into a fugue state at that very, at the very mention, the very concept <laughs> of, uh, of Pacey having dominion over, over, <laughs> over the animals. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, because, like, Mary gets into the secret garden herself but it's like dick and really dickon really helps her like grow it and like figure her gardening situation out and it's like so interesting when a character gives another character that they can something they can be creative in or on like they mm. give them mm. something mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. right the walls like they, yeah like is <laughs> bequeath something unto them that allows them to like explore their own creativity i mean great yeah that's like that seems like a very powerful story element um and I, I wonder i wonder if it will pop back up in our lives i don't know let's wait for about five or so episodes to find out <laughs> i can't wait to check back in on this with you i actually think that the next episode is i think it's the dancing one stop i th- i stop <laughs> i think i'm like i, I think it might be- stop okay anyway. okay anyway so but the episode we're talking about today is season three, episode eight, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? <laughs> and Which is a, uh, it's a fun play on the film Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, given that there is but one baby who has but a smidge of not white in him, given the <laughs> Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is all about race relations and like an interracial relationship. Go on. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh my God. Gabby, can you tell us anything about the day in, his, in her story that this aired? Yes. It was November 24th, 1999. <laughs> I remember it the well. New York... <laughs> if you picked up the New York Post, you might have seen one of the below-the-fold headlines said simply Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights. <laughs> it was the death of someone named David F. Kessler. Oh. Hmm. Age 93, British publisher and author. And, of course, the film Toy Story 2 had just been released. Classic. Very classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this episode was directed by Jim Charleston, and it was written by Heidi Ferrer, which I don't know that we've had an episode written by this person before, Heidi Ferrer. Um, we have, because I remember I said Ferrera Roche. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I was I was kind of impressed with the writing of this one, uh, and I'll get into yeah. it a little bit later, but like the dialogue really, really uh, impressed me. But here is the IMDb summary. When Jen's estranged mother, Helen, unexpectedly arrives in Capeside on Thanksgiving morning, Dawson confronts her, (laughs) the first thing, Dawson confronts her about her secret past involving Eve and makes a decision to help bridge the gap between Jen and Helen Lindley during the dinner at the Leary house, uh, where Graham stakes over the cooking munch to Gail's chagrin. (laughs) There's like three levels of what to that sentence. (laughs) Munch. I don't think Gail is chagrined, but okay. No, I think that purely does not happen. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Jen continues to pursue a new type of friendship with Pacey. Mitch and Gail make known to Dawson the future of the Leary family. Wow. Joey, Bessie, and baby Alexander join the Learys for Thanksgiving after after their turkey dinner literally falls through. Uh, Also, Jack (laughs) and Andy end up attending the Thanksgiving feast at the... 
Leary house after being left wait what after being left alone by their father for the day and Casey soon follows suit after apparently being unable to stand Thanksgiving at his house with his crude crass and drunkard parents <laughs> which makes both him and Andy uncomfortable with each other's presence okay wow okay first of all first um, of all disregard all of that it's yeah, all wrong it's all wrong they're at Grams's house they're everyone's at Grams's house it, I, now that this thing mentions it sure Bessie and Bing Bong, Joey, are cooking a turkey, but I did not make the connection that it, like, that their f- dinner, quote, falls through, and that's why they ended up at Graham's house. But I don't think that's it, because when they're like, uh-oh, we, like, you know, cooked the plastic guts bag <sighs> inside the turkey in our, like, convection oven, they're just sort of like, oh, well, I'm glad we're going to Graham's later, and not like, oh, shit, right. we're going to go to Graham's, so... Yeah. Also, when it said literally fell through, I was like, oh, my God, did I forget something with, like, the, the B&B construction and, like, the ceiling falls through or, like, the turkey falls through the table because <laughs> it's been, like, cut in half? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was no. so ready for the literal nothing that occurred. <laughs> Second of all, nobody's at the Leary's household. Everyone's nope. everyone's is at Graham's house. <laughs> and I don't think Gail makes those pies, but I don't think she's, like, pissed that she uh, doesn't get to cook Thanksgiving dinner. I think no. they're just having Thanksgiving together. It's nice. I think that this person read into the fact that Gail, like, wants to do a good job for whatever. Like, she's being like, oh, does it look like you could be gourmet? Like, I'm doing oyster stuffing. And, like, you know, she's a little intense about it. But that seems to have no connection to Graham's or some sort of struggle of the wills over who will prepare the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, exactly. Like, she, yeah. Uh, yeah. The weird thing is that sounds like such a plausible TV conflict. Like, when I read it, I was like, sure, 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 sure. I'm positive that's what happens. And then I was like, oh, no, something more interesting happens. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, nobody's pissed about not getting to, <laughs> like, make their own Thanksgiving meal. They just, like, are going to Graham's house. I don't know. Like, it just is yeah. how it is. But let us jump into this episode. Uh, we open with Pacey and Jen at the grocery store, which, again... Like, because this is, you know, Sweet Valley High. <laughs> okay, that's nothing. Because this is, like, sweet small town Cape Side, this grocery store is, like, yes, like a holistic, <laughs> like, a Whole Foods. There's people, like, eating in the background at, like, a cute cafe. It's, like, right. a cute cafe that half of it is shelves. Exactly. Uh, and they're picking up Thanksgiving food for Grams's Feast. Jen has a list. And Pacey is there with her. Jen says, don't let me forget to get the creamed onions. Pacey's like, gross creamed onions. Do you know what creamed onions are? No, but I want some. Yeah. I've never had that, but it sounds kind of cool to me. I also feel like maybe it goes in things. Like, I don't feel like it's alone, but maybe it is. But I feel like maybe it's like an ingredient in things. Like a side kind of a thing, like a cranberry. Like, you don't just eat cranberry sauce, really. Sure. Put it on other stuff. I'm picturing it as like pearl onions in kind of like a creamy gravy sauce, kind of. I mean, I would eat that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about it some more? I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) Are we going to have to pause for the pot pie? No, because I made my disgusting casserole once I <laughs> once I freaked out about it and went circled back with heavy whipping cream. Well, I have to cook. Um, I have to cook after this, so hopefully, it will work out. Do you have any milk that could split? Check that I expiration don't. date. I will. Gal. <laughs> Much to your chagrin. Uh, I'm just saying, if it expires today and it smells okay, why would it split? Like, why would it 
do that if it had a choice why would it anyway so Pacey <laughs> is repulsed by this and they kind of lead it into like sexy talk about how they were supposed to be like meeting up to do it and instead he got roped into shopping with her because Grams is uh a Nazi high commander and cannot be disobeyed and they kind of talk about how it's been difficult to like get in the sexy mood given that they're friends and I really like the way that Pacey says foreplay is no laughing matter how do you expect a guy to do his best work in the face of scorn and derision because <laughs> <laughs> she keeps saying like seeing him quote-unquote pawing at her like makes her giggle and I've said I've said in the past that I I don't buy the uh, the Pacey and Jen aren't attracted to each other thing. However, this made me get it. Like now I buy mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. I this this moment I was like, okay, that's realistic. Like mm-hmm. she wants to be sexual with him. Jen wants to be sexual with Pacey because like they see how they're compatible in terms of timing and feelings and all that. But she's like he's like she just sees him as you know like her friend Pacey and can't stop laughing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like get in the mood I felt the exact same way although there was a moment later where I switched back and was like but could any human I know well any human resist this I know I know I mean I don't get it too much either but I like that the show is attempting to explain it yes and like you were saying I feel like the writing does a better job here of showing why that Mm -hmm. would be Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, and they kind of yeah 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 uh, nothing I was gonna move on let's move on let's move on (laughs) So then we have the theme song, and then we go over to the Leary household. Um, you know, it's just a it's just a heterosexual white Thanksgiving over here. Mitch is watching <laughs> football and yelling at the TV while Gail cooks. Yes, um, and Dawson says something about like this is starting to feel oddly familiar, and Gail is like, "Oh yeah, your father watching football and me in my apron," which again feels like the show kind of like undercutting this cool relationship they've made for Mitch and Gail where they're kind of like groovy and she like works outside the house and they're very sexual and now they're like but I mean when when push comes to shove Mitch is watching football and Gail is in the kitchen yeah so true like trying to suddenly establish this leave it to beaver sort of like household that never was really yeah yeah which I guess that could work into like the storytelling element where it seems like Gail and Mitch are kind of working overtime to make it seem like, hey, everything's fine. But they don't claim that. Like, the way Gail says that is like, oh, yeah, Mitch watching football and me in my True. apron. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. They could. They I could see how that would be like the architecture of this scene. But Gail's just like, oh, you know me always baking. <laughs> it's like, really? You're like a great. You're like a like a like a like a sensual career lady. <laughs> like, I don't yes, remember you're wearing a sensual career lady top under that apron. Right. Exactly. When would you have time to to do your baking between your your sexing of your husband, your sexing of your boyfriend, your career? I just don't know. I'm so sorry to loop back, but I realized we skipped the moment that I really couldn't understand why Jen wouldn't just instantly lay Pacey on that grocery store floor, which was when he smells her and says in like oh, his yeah. Batman voice, like, good <laughs> Lord, do you smell good? And she laughs and it's cute. But I'm also like, how could you not just like squirt a million squirts like a machine gun around that grocery store? <laughs> but yes, I do agree. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really had to get that. That was really important to, to my self self-identity to get that yeah. out there. I understand. <laughs> I'm glad that we could make that moment happen for you. Oh, and I since we're back there, because clearly we moved on too quickly. Sorry, that's my <laughs> that's my fault. 
I did want to mention also in that first scene, we get a little more about Pacey's abuse. He like mm-hmm. sets up that his family's going to have like a horrible drunk or his dad will be drunk. The mom will be sad, like whatever. And when he's sort of talking about this, Jen doesn't say anything. She just like, like moves forward and like hugs him with no arms. <laughs> just like, yes. Oh God, they're so cute. I love their friendship. I do too. It's also great that Pacey points out that like his dad's going to be bitching about the turkey when he hasn't helped at all. Like I loved that, that Pacey is like, has that like feminist theory going of being mm-hmm, like, wow, mm-hmm. women's work, it's always undone. You know, mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. I'm I'm there. <laughs> Maybe I'll cook at some point in my life. Anyway. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, Thank I you, mi- Rocher. I mistook. I mistook. Oh, sorry. So back at the Leary's house, I mistook yes. this scene for a Gail can't cook joke. Because when they mm-hmm. look at the pies, I don't know, because they're just like, um, they're just like pumpkin pies or whatever, or sweet potato pies. God. Yeah. Which tastes incredible, but I don't know, like the, they don't look like much in the pan. Uh, and they're like burnt a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't tell because it's TV. I was like, is the joke that she can't cook? No one mentions it again. So I think that I was just like afraid because I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want that to be the thing. You yeah. know, like she's a career woman. She doesn't know how to cook a pie. Like you don't. That ha- that's a trope that happens so much in movies and TV, yes. and it just sucks. Excuse me. So uh, so that didn't happen, but I was afraid that it was going to happen. <laughs> well, this is where I feel like they were kind of unclear about what, like, Gail is being kind of intense about the food and wanting it to look gourmet, but, like, why? I yeah. don't, like, maybe, and, like, the editor was like, I don't know why either, so maybe if I show these dumb pies, it'll, like, be a joke and we can move forward. Right, that's very possible. And the, so basically, the, the, the point of this scene is to show that uh, Gail, okay, Gail has moved back to the house and she's staying mm-hmm. in the guest room. And so Dawson is uncomfortable with the level of like chummy yes. family feelings that are going on. And like pretending everything's normal. Right. And that this scene is meant to set us up for that. Like, like yeah, look how, look how suspiciously well Gail and Mitch are getting <laughs> along. And Dawson yes. made uncomfortable by that, which he has every right to be since he's been like drawn into this whole situation so many times yes, um, and they're playing like musical chairs with this house yeah exactly the only other thing that i thought was a little weird is that like a lot of this is just like normal like you know family type conversation but when gail says they can't sample the pies mitch sort of like enlists dawson in this joke of like your mom like it doesn't seem fair does it dawson she invades our kitchen fills the house <laughs> with the scent of pumpkin pie and then tells us we can't have any. And I was like, this feels like a sex metaphor that you shouldn't be recruiting Dawson into the royal we for. <laughs> I'm sort of putting together that maybe Mitch has like a complicated relationship with food. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, oh, because he's so like, like ripped. I don't know. He's just like really food driven. I guess that's what I'll say for now. I mean, I can identify with that. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this this might be the Rosetta Stone for the rest of the series (laughs) to understand everything that's coming. Heidi, Heidi, oh my God, Heidi Ferrer, (laughs) the Rosetta Stone. Fuck you to hell and back. (laughs) Uh, You can follow my snail trail down to hell. (laughs) Heidi Ferrer is the linchpin of the 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 rest the the four seasons of Dawson's Creek to come. Yes. She is the architect. She is the architect. She's the man in the moon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck 
fucking name. Okay, keep going. Um, 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 um. So I'm actually on Dawson's side. Like, you know, I feel like they're at once trying to not, like, okay. Again, this is kind of projection or, uh, uh, uh you know, I, mean, I might be making this up. Conjecture. Thank you. Excuse me. I have to take this off. <laughs> oh, this tankini. Oh. Oh, the stripes. The color is great. It goes with her hair and her tattoos really well. There's some, oh, there's some helicoptering of the sweatshirt that was removed. Woo! Uh, 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 so this might be conjecture, but I do feel like in this episode, Gail and Mitch are trying to keep Dawson out of it. Like, they don't, they're mm. not trying to drag him into more drama. Like, maybe they've learned their lesson a little bit about mm-hmm. those healthy boundaries that we're always going on and on about. <laughs> but at the same time, like, they're physical closeness because they're both in the same house again is like really confusing for him and you know it's just too it's too chummy too fast like it's it's Mm. there hasn't the the dust hasn't settled yet for him and so i'm sort of on his side when he's like this is weird i don't like what's going on that makes sense then we go to Grams's house. Grams is, is is because all of our characters are in this episode there's like a lot of takes and a lot of you know, short, short scenes because we've mm-hmm. got to get everyone over to Grams's before the the day can happen. Mm-hmm. But so we're at Grams's. Jen brings in some groceries um, and starts the ones that she got with Pacey and she starts putting stuff away. <clears throat> and Grams is like trying to tell Jen something or like yes. being really weirdly intense, like following her around and saying, you know, I don't know, just yes. random weird Grams stuff. Well, Jen is, like, trying to get a rise out of her by being, like, that hot old guy with the nostril hair was asking about you. And Graham's just like, okay, I can't, I can't do my Jennifer game right now. Can you focus? Yeah, exactly. Jen leaves the kitchen. She's just eating marshmallows straight out of the bag uh, because she is a woman of the people. She knows what we do. Mm. Um, so she's sort of talking to Grams and Grams is being like, this is the holiday for forgiveness and mm-hmm. reaching out to your mm-hmm. family members. Uh, different be- people with different beliefs coming together. <laughs> exactly. And uh, ring-a-ding-ding, it's because in Jen's room, which she discovers when she opens the door, it's Jen's mom, Helen. Ugh, Helen of Troy. But I don't <laughs> think that face would launch a thousand ships. I'm sorry. No offense. No offense. <laughs> the other funny things that I like really liked in the scene were that Grams is wearing basically the outfit she wears later for Thanksgiving, but minus a cardigan and plus a house coat over it, which I was like, that's genius. Why don't I do that every day? <laughs> like, put on the basics, cover with a house coat, and then put on my real cardigan before I go out. Perfect. That's what a house coat is for. <laughs> and so I got I to gotta invest in house coats. Um, <laughs> and then earlier also when Jen is, like, listing off, like, what she thinks Grams is trying to tell her of, like, I'll think of something to be thankful for. I'll make room for the coats. I won't embarrass you. I'll be really good. And Grams get this, gets this, like, dreamy look in her eyes and is like, yes. <laughs> Actually, no. Because she's, like, trying to keep on topic and tell her Helen is there. But it was very cute. Yeah. The, the little bits we get of Grams in this episode I think are so, like, I like them so much because we don't get too much of her. But the scenes that she's in where she gets dialogue, you just get the sense that she is spinning so many plates. Like, yes. everyone's at her house. She's got to cook this, like, meal. Everyone's so got a lot their... of, like, literal plates, too. Right, exactly. So she's got just a lot going on. Like, later on, I think Dawson and maybe Joey will ask if there's anything that they can do, like, four grams. And she's just like, pray. And <laughs> I think Joey's like, anything specific? And she's like, general prayer is fine. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> 
just yes. you know store bought if you can't afford <laughs> if you can't afford <laughs> store bought your own is fine your own prayers are yes. fine yes yes but of course the only yeah go ahead the only way I know I want to undercut 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 Graham's one last time is mm-hmm. to say that Thanksgiving was not about people from different traditions sitting down together and breaking bread together in harmony it was about the murder so you know (laughs) the murder you know you're familiar and i know at least in massachusetts the i don't know if it's one tribe or multiple tribes but like the native american community presence in massachusetts like organizes a day of mourning every thanksgiving I think I've gone to one, possibly two, but I, I'm sure it's not happening in person this year, but you can always check that out as like a good place to like get resources about what this holiday means to, you know, not white bread stuffed into khakis. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah, we have Helen. We, this is the first time we're seeing Helen. She doesn't look like a psychotic bitch. She looks like a cult leader, I think. <laughs> she's, yes. Yeah. She just has that like je ne sais quoi, that je ne sais cult. Yes. God, yes, like not unattractive, but like vacant and amphibian kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you're so right. Jesus. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Moving forward. Okay. Uh, we're going to inform my understanding of the rest of the episode. <laughs> I told you, wrote the Rosetta Stone. You were right on the money. <laughs> then we go back. We go. We're going gonna to go to the mm-hmm. Potters. We're going to go to the Potters, and we get this weird cut. Like, again, we have a lot of cuts that we have to get through, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of ground that we have to cover before everyone convenes at Graham's for the second half of this episode. So, like, some of the, like, we go to the Potters, and immediately in the scene, like, before we even see any characters, like, it's still the external of the house. So you can hear mm-hmm. Bessie be like, I'm so stupid. And then, you, and then we get into the scene, and she's like, I forgot to take that thing out of the, out of the turkey. Before uh, I put it in the microwave. <laughs> before I put it in the Easy Bake Oven. Uh, <laughs> before I put it in that, like, creepy crawler oven where you would make the bugs. Creepy crawler. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, like, it's just a one really quick moment. And I feel like probably other stuff got shaved off of this scene mm, to make it to make the episode uh, the right time. But the long and the short of it is that Bessie forgot the gizzard bag inside the turkey. Uh, but, and just the way she takes it out, I just really got a very mentally ill feeling about it. Like, I don't know. She's just like, <laughs> like, like there's also maybe like she stuffed it with like jello. You know what I mean? Like something's <laughs> wrong. Something's right. wrong. And she doesn't like, know that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually, it's actually like up an important part of her car and she self-sabotaged and put it in the turkey and then forgot about it instantly and later we'll be like why won't the car start exactly and then have the meltdown yeah. about that and then you know whatever yeah because the bag doesn't it doesn't look that bad it doesn't look the plastic melted or anything but i no. was seeing it in terms of my mental illness of like knowing that it was in the microwave for one second even if there's no evidence that anything <laughs> bad happened i cannot eat that turkey <laughs> That turkey is over, and we all need to accept that. I mean, we should not be microwaving our turkeys. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Just be- I think it's because we jump right into the house and right into that moment. It gives that moment like unnecessary weight, and you're like, oh shit! Like, yeah, what- yeah. I guess we're focusing in on this gizzard bag now. <laughs> Well, plus I was waiting for the ceiling to fall through because I was told their plans literally fell through. So So I was very tense. We're all on pins and needles already at the Potter (laughs) residence, but it's a really quick little scene. The rest of it is 
uh, like a nice moment of sister stuff, actually. Joey's like, uh, you know, the holidays make me remember mom, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's like shocking to hear that her mom's dead because she's never brought it up before. So it's cool that we like get that reveal. <laughs> I feel bad for Joey that whenever anything to, happens to anyone's parents anywhere, like the whole episode has to be Joey reflecting on her dead mom. Like every time right. she doesn't get to have like another original thought. She just has to be this like wizened like yes. character yes. who's like, you know, we love our parents and sometimes they do bad things. And everyone's like, yes. you're so right. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like the kid from a child called it could walk up to her and she'd be like, you know, at least you still have your mom. Right. So exactly. maybe think about that. Exactly. It's just like, oh, geez, she can't just do. She can't be a kid in those episodes. She has to be like an all knowing, all seeing right. mom mage <laughs> or something. I've aged before my time. Exactly. But it is the holiday, so I'll give her a pass. Like, I'm sure that is true. People with dead parents, I'm sure, remember them, yeah. uh, you know, specifically That's around true. the holidays. And you're right, it is like a nice scene because it's not her being like, mom was here. It's like, oh, it's right. funny that we both kind of suck at cooking and mom was great. And it kind of feels like she's going to just show up any moment. Right. It's like very sweet. And it's like a nice memory that they have instead of yeah. all the other bad stuff that's happened to them. Yes. Then we're going to go to the Learys. Uh, Dawson is in his room and Gail comes in. And this in this she moment, looks incredible in this episode. So does sorry. she? I didn't even notice. Do you have any notes on how she looks specifically? <laughs> <laughs> Just that there's like a button up and a mom jean situation, and she's like tamed the hair. It's not mm. flat, but it's not. She is in control of the hair. The hair is not in control of her, mm. and it's it's working. It's working. Okay. Gail comes into Dawson's room and she tells him that she ran into Jen's mom, uh, which is notable, again, because Jen's mom doesn't live in Caveside, etc. So she's like in mm-hmm. town and she didn't want to say, she also says, I didn't want to say anything in front of your father. <laughs> what is that backstory? Why? I know. Has he fucked Helen? <laughs> Was Helen their third one time? Oh my God. <laughs> um... Is and so let me let me ask you this: <laughs> Is is Mitch Eve's father? <laughs> Which is weird because we find out that Dawson told Gail. So Gail's probably like, "Oh, I'm surprised. Wow, <laughs> don't know who that father is." <laughs> oh my god, which would mean that that Dawson got his first boat jay from his half-sister. Correct, wow. correct. Welcome to Passions Creekside Edition. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like when your cousin comes in and checks your back for any lumps while you're in your sick room. <laughs> it's almost in, ex- in terms of incest. How weird. It's almost exactly like that in terms of incest. <laughs> but anyway, be that as it may. Yeah. And it's also just interesting that we never saw him tell Gail, but it is, like, to me feels realistic that he didn't tell Jen, but that he was like, this is too much for me to hold. Yeah, same. And that he would be able to tell Gail that, and he they, like, have that kind of relationship that he would be like, yes. here's some information that I have learned. What should I do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Gail's, like, hands off enough that she's like, so what'd you end up doing with that giant life-changing secret you have? Totally. Um, yeah, so it, this scene really is just to establish that Gail knows, I guess, about Jen's mom um, and lets Dawson know that Jen's mom is in town and, like, brings up the idea of this half-sister. Uh, yeah. Like, what are we going to do with this information? Yeah, I feel like the main thrust of the scene is just to remind the slack-jawed viewers that that happened, like, three episodes ago, so we're not yeah. like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have mixed feelings about this next Graham scene. I'm excited to hear what your what your oh, thoughts are. I feel like you probably know what they are. But moving on. We're going to go to Jen <laughs> on the dock. Graham's comes to... Oh, so, so this is the fallout from Jen discovering mm-hmm. that her mom is here unprompted. Uh, yes. So she's clearly run to one of the many docks in Cape Side. And she's like <laughs> thinking about... She's pissed, basically. Mm-hmm. Grams comes out and Jen asks her how, uh, very warrantedly, uh, how could you not tell me that mom was coming? Yes. Yeah. And it's good to know that Grams didn't know. Grams wasn't yes. like hiding it to be like, the Lord will provide. <laughs> yes. yes. That is really important to know, to, to note yeah. actually, um, because that does seem like something she would have done yes, as old yeah. Grams, but new Grams probably not. New Grams is cool. Yeah. So my notes on this are a little spaced out because I was in, having a fit. <laughs> but ba- so basically Grams is like, I think that you're really actually excited to see her um, and you actually love her. And I, 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 I mean, Graham says some nice stuff about Jen in this scene. She's like, yes. I've watched you change. You've crushed, a th- crushed. <laughs> you've crushed that threshold. <laughs> you've crossed the threshold and it's time to mend your relationship with your, with your mother. But we also find out that like, as we thought, Helen hasn't called or written. Nope. She's nope. only called one time. And as we knew when Jen, when Grams kicks Jen out, it's not like Helen cared. Like nobody followed mm-hmm. up on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And Grams's point in this is like, you know, you have to give her a shot. That's like everyone's opinion in this episode yes. is like, you have yeah. to give her a shot. She's your mom. And I wish I say why. Yeah, I don't fucking agree. Um, especially since it's not like she's been trying to get in touch. Like, it's not like she's called and called and called and called. And Jen was like, I'm not talking to you. She just like disappeared off the map and then didn't even care when her kid went, not missing, but like. Had nowhere to be. Right. Yeah. I, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is better than old Grams. And I, I can kind of see where Grams, like with her limited tool set is like, Jen's life will be happier if she can like assume the best of her mom's intent or like have more peace about her mom's intentions but it's just like I think this is at a level where it's not grim what Grams is giving isn't helpful because what her mother has done is such in violation of like the trust between a parent and a child yeah I also took big umbrage with her just showing up like that yes to me you know and I think that's what I get to towards the end of this episode is like, it's okay. And what'll probably be my life lesson. It's okay to have like a strained, like there are different ways to be somebody's mom. There are different relationships that you can have with your parents and mm-hmm. it can be at once strained, you know, but you, I don't, you don't have to yeah. like, you don't always have to give them a chance is my point. You know, yes. these two can have a relationship. And I think that's kind of where we get to towards mm-hmm. the end in mm-hmm. general is like, she doesn't have to completely write her mother off forever. Like you can never talk to me again, but there have yeah. to be sort of these boundaries um, for sure, where it's like understood that, you know, you're my birth mother, but you're like not raising me. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. And I think you're like friends and the family who is raising you should be the people who say like, I think it'd be good if you had a relationship with her of some kind, but like, let's be clear what she did to you was not right. And right. Like, you don't owe her anything, but I think you'll be happier if you like, maybe like maintain some level of relationship with her or whatever. And so if that's what, her. if that's what Grams was saying, I think we'd both be like, yeah, go for it. 
Um, yes. But in this yeah. scene, at least, she's not. And she's like, there's a lot of victim blaming going on here, basically. Not, yes. like, not like direct victim blaming, but it's like, I think you're really happy to see her and you can't wait to talk to her. <laughs> like, okay. But I, yeah, I do like the stuff she says about, like, you've changed, you've matured, like, yeah. you're an amazing person. And, like, I kind of like this one line that Graham says of, like, in the meantime, because... Uh, Jen's talking about how she feels like she's at a crossroads and, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know where she's going to go. And Grimes is like, in the meantime, like one foot in front of the other, starting in that direction, which feels like a more hands-off mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And I also get that Grimes is is Helen's mom. And that mm, kind of yeah. puts her in a complex position, especially since Helen is here. Um, like, you know, I get that she sort of has to figure out a way to support Jen but also it's probably really hard to like blame your kid for all of her bad behavior. So That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I get that she's in a really difficult position, I'm sure. But yeah. Right. I mean, I guess my last thought on that scene was I, either General Graham's, I think probably Graham says that Helen is probably more nervous than Jen. And I'm like, she fucking should be. <laughs> like she abandoned her kid. She should be very fucking nervous to try and come yeah, talk to her. Absolutely. Un- unannounced. Like didn't even ask, hey, can I come to Thanksgiving? Of course, nope. no one would have said no. But at least yeah. you would have given them a heads up like emotionally. Yes. And so. didn't come in being like, God, I'm fine. I'm god this is so hard but i'm finally ready to try and talk and said it's like my husband couldn't make thanksgiving so i'm here right exactly yeah exactly like <laughs> yikes helen not much not much on the back end here Mm-mm. so that is the, is that scene after that we're gonna go to so people are starting to arrive for mm-hmm, thanksgiving mm-hmm. previously uh between jen and pacey there was a moment where pacey asks if the mcphees are coming or like right in not yeah. so many words asks if andy will be at Graham's house and um jen says no she's cooking dinner mm-hmm. for her fam mm-hmm. for you know whatever but that turns out to not be the case because the mcphees show up or well andy and uh jack mm-hmm. show up at Graham's, and it's awkward Pacey tries. So this is the first time that he and Andy have made contact since the big, the big and final breakup. <laughs> yes, yeah. We get some more pie humor because Andy has an apple pie fully covered in tin foil, and Pacey says, "Oh, it looks amazing." <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, yeah, Pacey tries to make like small talk. He's like, "Hey, how 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 are you? How have you been?" And Andy, of course, is like, "What are you?" doing (laughs) i hate this shit when a guy breaks up with you and tries to be the good guy and to his credit pace is like okay i i'm hearing okay so i'm leaving (laughs) yeah you're not ready to talk so yeah that's true that is to his credit um and you know like i don't know what else i would do in this situation besides be like so how are things (laughs) Like, I know how things are. They're terrible, but... Yes. Yeah. And also, you're here because your dad, once again, has flaked out on you. Because this show wants oh, yes. to make parents better or worse, depending on clot... Clot? Nope. Plot convenience. <laughs> on clot convenience. So, Pacey tries to leave, because he's like, you know what? This is too awkward. I think I'm going to just... And Jack stops him. And I really liked what yes. Jack says. He yes. says... You're not going anywhere, and neither are you, okay? It's Thanksgiving now. I think it's pretty cool of Grams to play host to this group of misfits. If the two of you can't get over your history for just a couple of hours and enjoy the company of your friends, you should be home eating a TV dinner under a bare bulb. (laughs) Okay? So get over yourselves already. God. (laughs) It's more like, get over yourselves already. God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I love something about Jack's voice is so cute in this scene. It yeah. makes me laugh so much. I yeah, I mean the the delivery of that, the again, the writing is really good. I loved the dr- dramatic the dramatics of a bear bull. <laughs> Just yes. Like, yes. All, all of it. And yeah, I really liked that scene. I yeah. like him calling Gramps pretty cool. Pretty cool. She's pretty, pretty cool. Of happening. <laughs> I'm also really into Jack's like lilac ombre sweater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I would wear. Mm-hmm. I thought if I was on Instagram and I was served that ad, I would click through to it and then not buy it. Fucking Instagram ads, man. I'm. <laughs> it's bad. I saw a tweet today. I don't. Uh, I don't even know who this person is, but I follow them because they're funny, and. Uh, the tweet was who is even shopping on instagram and i was like it's me i am the, it's me. i'm the fucking idiot who's like that looks nice purchase i just bought i just bought a faux velvet jumpsuit from <laughs> instagram from where i don't know but the charge on paypal is something in chinese so we'll see <laughs> amazing incredible i can't wait <sighs> oh, it's red and pink so get ready I mean, I'm no better. I saw one of my, uh, a person that I follow who I talk to every once in a while. So they're like kind of my friend, but we're internet friends. Um, (laughs) She, she, first of all, she's like a foot shorter than me. And I know Mm -hmm. this because I've done this before where she's worn something and I bought it and it was like not cool. (laughs) Um, And, but she wore a jumpsuit on her Instagram a couple days ago and I, I fell for it again. I immediately was like, yep, purchase. Like it took me, it was like three clicks and it wasn't even... It wasn't even directly linked. I had to like go to ASOS and like search for the thing. <laughs> and then it was done. They Well, they only had my size left. So that's always like the, the cincher, the clincher. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, there's only one. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So more people are arriving. There's like, oh, there's like this little montage of everyone arriving for Thanksgiving. And they're like nice coats. And it's like a New England fall. I was having the exact same feeling. It looks so nice to see people. Yes. Yes. To have a big sprawling Thanksgiving in New England. Mm-hmm. And like. That being said, no one should do that. No, I'm don't scared. do that. Mm-mm. I, so I have really let myself, not to get us too off track here, but I have really let myself feel my discomfort during the holidays this year. Usually I think I've tried to put it in context or like get into the spirit or whatever and not so much for thanksgiving because like thanksgiving is pretty easy for my family but um i don't like christmas very much i do not Mm. care for it and i have no reason for it like we don't do anything big on christmas it's very simple like i just hang out with my family but because it's not going to happen this year i've sort of really been like feeling my feelings regarding christmas and like all of the pageantry that goes into it and I'm I'm anti Christmas, so that's been a, something I've learned about me this year. <laughs> and that's your right as a goddamn American. Thank you. And you won't take my guns. Uh... <laughs> anyway. I will say, yeah, this is working on me because my family always does. We have like a, a like a partner family that we always do Thanksgiving with. So the idea of like seeing a bunch of people all like shuffling into this house in their like weird Thanksgiving festive wear, I was like, yes, yeah. yes please it does look really sweet and yeah absolutely yeah like gail's carrying alexander and like uh mitch and bessie are walking in like arm in arm like old chums yeah yeah totally oh i didn't even notice that thank you for for telling me that 
Well, Bessie is dressed like a goddamn maniac. Like, after she pulled that gizzard bag out and was like, well, I'm already suffering from mental illness, so I'm going to just go all the way in. But um, Something is happening with Bessie. We're not really sure. Her eyebrows are also concerning me. It's a bit glass castle. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I just also had to point out that Pacey is dressed exactly like my partner Mike because he's wearing like all like high performance moisture wicking (laughs) uh, fabrics and shades of black and gray and baggy (laughs) it's unfair because you are closer to have having created a Pacey in your partner simply because (laughs) simply because he is a man and also what you just said about moisture wicking fabrics it's harder for me to turn my wife into Pacey lord knows I try but what could you do to get her to say god you smell good in like a deep throaty voice Ugh, pay her probably <laughs> <laughs> i mean i will say michael has never worn a pair of tidy whities ever in front of me and i you know i count that burden every day <laughs> every day amongst my many burdens that one i count first <laughs> and second <laughs> anyway so people are starting to filter in it's beautiful we miss people thanksgiving looks so nice don't yes. do it though jen is transporting coats uh, I did like also because it's Graham's house, so they come out, Graham's and Jen come out to sort of like greet everybody. And Jen mm-hmm. is like, your coats, hand them over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's yes. just so, so cute. Well, also like are her booblet, her braless boobs are like hunched over and then Joey comes forward and her like braless boobs that are in like a very thin sundress. And it's like <laughs> they enter each other's gravity and it's great. Just the 90s, we we didn't give a fuck about posture and nope. bras were a tool of the man. Okay. <laughs> and so Jen is transporting an armful of coats um, mm-hmm. to enter her room into said closet. And she... Uh, walks in on her mom putting on makeup in the mirror. Uh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were in here. I wrote, you can tell that Jen's mom has callously abandoned her child because she's putting on makeup from like a giant makeup kit. <laughs> right. And only, that only uh, would be from a Jezebel's. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A heartless monster. Exactly. So yeah, uh, Jen's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were in here. And Helen's like, wait, come zip up my dress. And her mom doesn't seem mean. She seems interested in Jen's feelings and her mom compliments her. Jen zips up her dress. Did I already say that? Whatever. Um, <laughs> and then she gives her a gift. And I wrote in my notes that Helen gives Jen a pearl necklace. Parentheses. <laughs> parentheses. Gabby, don't. Parentheses. <laughs> I literally wrote, I can only think of sexual things re-pearl necklace. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I agree. Her mom's not mean, but she does seem like she's really ready to, like, kind of ignore oh, yeah. every elephant in the room. Oh, and she's yes. like, you're beautiful. Your beauty is important. Mm-hmm. And help me mm-hmm. zip up this, like, business casual, not chic New York dress. Will you go... I know. What is the mom wearing? It really offends me. <laughs> um, will you do some of these, the lines about the pearls with me? God, yes. Will you be yeah. Miss Lindley? Yes. Here, I have something for you. My mom gave these to me when I was about your age, and I figured that it's um, about time to pass them on. They're beautiful, Mom. You know I've always thought so, but I can't. Why not? Because where would I wear them? I mean, at home, maybe, but... I mean, in New York, maybe. But here? And this is where I live now. Save them for a special occasion. Mom, you're the one that taught me pearls lose their luster if you don't wear them. I guess that they're like people in that regard. You should keep them close to your skin. Jen, please. <laughs> I, I love that. 
Yeah, Heidi Ferrer is on fire. I thought that was so good. And like, it's a little heavy-handed, sure, but like, it's Dawson's Creek. Yeah, right. (laughs) And but I got it. Like, it was like it hit that emotional tone for me. Yeah, for sure. So I really liked that. And I liked also Also, that she refers to New York City as home, and then sort of pulls it back. She's like, "Yes, that's not home anymore." A little bit too. Is that true about pearls? Do I don't they, like, know. Get dull if you don't wear them. I don't think so, but I I have no idea. I'm depressing so many disgusting things. Quickly, <laughs> quickly to the next scene. Quickly. Uh, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, this whole scene is so. You know, she's playing like the wacky aunt. You know, like <laughs> yeah, this the uh, Helen is just pretending to like. You know, she blows into town and then is like, here's a beautiful heirloom that your mom or that grandma gave to me when I was your age. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It just sucks. And and Jen completely points out how it sucks. And so I don't need to go on and on about it. But it's just like this disconnect between her mom Mm -hmm. and Jen's reality. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so here we are, Joey and Dawson in the kitchen with Grams and Jen like walks in. I think this is the part where we get general prayer, <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jen walks in. She's upset, and like she's like on the verge of crying. Yes, she's like you know turning her back to Jen and uh, no to Joey and Dawson and like mm-hmm. looking at cupboards and stuff. And I like you can feel Joey revving up to pull the dead mom card. Like you know it's coming. <laughs> and I wanted For to a little say. While- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to say that you know that having a disappointing and irresponsible parent is something that Jen and Joey could bond about. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Joey, may I remind you, has a father who is in jail. Like, extremely so disappointing. True. Extremely absent. But the show chooses not to shed light on that connection. Mm-hmm. Instead, Joey's like, you know, you know, parents are complicated and before you know it they're gone <laughs> and to the point where jen has to be like i'm so sorry joey I know. Like, oh my god joey it wasn't about you for one flipping second i know like also her whole thing is like you know there are so many things that i wish i could ask my mom or whatever there are so many like she's not around anymore um mm-hmm. so you should give your mom a chance joey go call your dad like Yes. It's, it's, yeah. You know, like obviously, what what Joey's dad did is of a greater. There's like more sure. screw ups in that story than there is in Jen and her mom's. But like, give me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Like it's well, not and all like her about dad your dad screwed mom. up because he was like he wanted to like take care of the family so bad that he like was a fuck up about it. But like Joey's uh, Jen's mom like straight up abandoned her. Right. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. Like Joey suddenly, I, I get that she loves to play the dead mom card. But but loves it. in this situation, I think the more strong, the stronger avenue of uh, advice that she could give to Jen would be more about her dad and what she's done about her dad rather than being like, you know, moms, they sometimes die. Yes. And then you can't know about things. <laughs> I a- absolutely. And like, I'm I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, it's like Joey can't get out of her mind. Like mom equals mom. Moms mm-hmm. are moms. Moms are like moms. And it's like, no, you literally have a point of reference for this. You're just refusing to use it. That's exactly. so weird. And like, oh, she ends it by saying, I think you owe her that much. Yes. Like, owe her, like having this conversation. It's like, ew. Ew. Ew, uh, Joey, no. Big time ew. Yeah. I guess the only thing I like about it is that Joey is trying to help Jen. Yeah. Like, that's her intention. 
And like, again, I mean, whenever anything like this happens, like, like, you know, there's a holiday or something happens with somebody else's mom. I feel like the episode, mm-hmm. the, the show just forces Joey to do a big song yes. and dance about how her yeah. mom is dead, even if it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the episode. And it's just like, it just turns her into sort of this one note show where it's this one trick pony that's just like Mm -hmm. we get you know we know that's why the joke is that she plays the dead mom card it's like we know she also has other thoughts and feelings and a dad who's in prison and like betrayed her but and anger for every situation that she could easily bring (laughs) to this one exactly yeah i hated you over that much what the fuck and jen receives it like oh god yes Mm -hmm. so beautiful i love that yeah it sucks (laughs) Speaking of sucks, Dawson and Helen are outside gazing on the and creek. Now that you give me this insight, I'm like, yes, Dawson is the acolyte who will be the first to kill himself upon orders from up top. <laughs> orders from up top. Dawson confronts Miss Lindley about Eve. Uh, and he's like, I know about your that you had a kid or whatever. And he sort of is trying to steer Helen into talking to Jen about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I admit I was not very interested and started making out with the dog during this. Portion, so <laughs> okay, I don't okay, okay. Really remember what happened? Not much happens. Basically, he's like, uh, "So I know that you had a kid, and that Jen has a half sister." And Miss Lindley gets really sort of. I mean, I I didn't get until the end of the episode that Helen is supposed to be very buttoned up. I just thought she was a shitty actor. And I was like, why did they get this (laughs) fucking dud to play this woman? But I get it at the end. I was like, oh. But yeah. So Helen gets sort of upset and uncomfortable and asks. The first thing she asks Dawson is like, is the girl still in town? And when he says no, she's like, oh, well, then it's no, there's no problem then. You know what I mean? Exactly. Consider that body buried. (laughs) Exactly. And and that's kind of where it begins and ends. Like, uh, Helen's sort of like, I'm not going to tell her or whatever. I don't want to hurt. Because Dawson's like, I don't want to see Jen hurt. And Helen's like, me neither. Yeah. It's like, they're both saying different things, even though it's the same words. Right, um, right. And the only other thing I wanted to say about this scene is that I think this was the right move on Dawson's part. Like, clearly he has to sit with this information. And so mm-hmm. he's been, like, the burden of this secret. Because Jen's one of his closest friends. And I get why he didn't tell her. I probably would have, but I'm just, like, a bad person. <laughs> keep anything inside. Yeah. And I think that trying to appeal to Helen was Dawson's best plan of action. Um, yes. Now that she's here. Because he's very open about it. He's like, I know this thing. And I think you should tell Jen. I'm not going to tell Jen. But, mm-hmm. like, you should tell her. And Helen's just yes. like, what? No. Um, <laughs> It is interesting that this is always Dawson's go-to. Like, if he knows a bad secret about a parent, he goes to the parent. Like, Dawson's... Uh, Joey's dad, BTW. So Jen's true. Mom, BTW. So true. It's like, hey, you should do better. And the terrible parent in question is like, no. <laughs> you don't understand, Dawson. It's better to live a life built on secrets and lies. So I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think I will be doing that. Speaking of secrets and lies, we cut to a shot of Andy and Joey on Grams' screened in porch. And a number one, Grams has strung apples around as a decoration. I don't think that's a thing. (laughs) Um, And also, Andy and Joey are both wearing, like, dresses that are in the shape of sundresses, but in velvet with, like, very light cardigans. And they're about to eat an outdoor Thanksgiving in New England. I know. In November. What on God's green earth? I'm going to call bullshit on the outdoor Thanksgiving in November. In, on... 
あね<laughs> next to the water no less yes, so like cold、oh、very very cold i think that that is maybe some、uh, some los angeles misunderstanding of our climate、oh, north carolina shooting being like well we can shoot outside so yeah yeah totally And it also feels like kind of an extra stab in the back, given that right now all of us are like, man, I wish, wish we could have an outdoor Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hmm, wouldn't that be great if we could do that? <laughs> yeah, so then there's like this Joey and Andy on the porch, and then Jack and Pacey setting the table outside. Like, we switch between them a little bit. I didn't take super tight notes, but basically, like, again, Joey is forced to make some sort of advice <laughs> to, to, to Andy. I don't remember what she says. <laughs> I do feel like Joey's advice to Andy feels more genuine, and maybe because they've more invested in Joey really like wanting to care for and protect Andy. Because she does say this thing about, like, as someone who's also broken up with the same boy multiple times, blah, 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 which seems like less helpful, but at least more helpful than you owe it to her. Yeah. But then later she does say this, they say this thing when Andy is asking, when they go back inside and Andy is asking if Pacey like, talks about her because she's noticed that Joey and Pacey are hanging out, and Joey says, Not really Andy, which is like, first of all, how? But then when Andy looks hurt, she says, You know, Pacey, I mean, if he can't come up with a clever quip about something, then he goes stoic. The way he feels about you, he keeps that close to his heart. It's really precious to him, Andy. Like, really protecting Andy's feelings in a really, like, uh, effective way. Yeah, that is a really good point. She just loves Andy, huh? She really has found her first female friend in Andy. Yes, yeah.、That's、well,、so、Andy、sweet. is kind of like a little inverse Jen. Like, she's like blonde,、mm-hmm. but not voluptuous and sexually confident, and like nerdy and kind of like type A in kind of a similar way to Joey. Yeah, I feel like Joey can sort of understand her goals and、uh, what, what motivates her. Yeah. Because it's sort of the、yeah. same thing that motivates her, which is like academic standing, et cetera.、Um, yes. And yeah, Jack and Pacey are having a conversation at the same time, which is like basically the same thing where Pacey asks Jack if. She asks about him, and Jack says something like, You know, she's, she's he's like, Imagine how she feels if you're hurting, imagine how she feels, which is like, like I kind of get it, but also didn't mean anything. It was one of those where I was like, Okay, yeah, I, I guess.、Um, I was more just in watch, enjoying watching them set the table and being、yeah. like, Good, good,、yes. well done, <laughs> good job, fellas. So then the main event happens、uh, dinner or whatever. Thanksgiving meal.、Uh, everyone stands to give, Graham forces everyone to, <laughs> to stand to give thanks. Everyone goes around the table and gives thanks. Pacey's is about his continued abuse. <laughs>、uh, Andy says some nice stuff about friends.、Um, I didn't get everyone's, everyone's, what everyone says.、Um, I did just wonder where the hell is Bodie? They didn't even give us、nope. an excuse this time. He's just not there. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. They weren't like, oh, he's off chefing on a yacht、nope. in、uh, Nothing. the Maldives. Nope. Just didn't Maldives mention、show. him at all. Yeah. That's tough. That is tough. <laughs> I'm glad Bessie didn't say I'm thankful for my loving relationship or <laughs> with my husband, boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> I did like that all of their thankful. Well, first of all, I liked that this version of Grams didn't try and push and make it be like, now we're all going to do a prayer、mm-hmm. or something like that. And I thought all of the thankses like, did line up with people's characters because I think Joey does say, like, I'm thankful for people who aren't here because, you know, my mom is dead. Right, right. And、um, <laughs> Dawson is like, I don't know, thanks for the grub. Huh. <laughs> and、uh, yeah, Pacey talks about his abuse and Andy is like very polite. 
and I don't know if Jax is anything. Don't remember. But I'm sure it's very Jackie. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Everything, like, all of the things that they say do work for their characters. And Jen gives, like, a beautiful thanks for, like, second chances. And her mom is, like, I acting like she just got diarrhea and runs away. <laughs> the classic diarrhea running away. She's like, you know what? This business casual is just too business casual. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I hate I, I hate how Jen is browbeaten into letting this woman into her life and then yeah. has to like push all her feelings aside to make room for her and then Ugh. the second she's like okay maybe you're not total swine uh, Helen still makes it all about her she like runs away dramatically and Jen has to chase after her yes and like find out how she's feeling I just, every part of it is so manipulative and this episode that run is so rude and like you said manipulative yes. Yeah. Like, even if you feel that, clearly you don't cry. So just, like, stifle it. Just, like, stay, you dummy. Right, right. Don't make just a big scene. Get over yourself. Like, we were talking the other day, you and I, about, oh, I was telling a story about how I was premenstrual and in the car with my wife, and I burst mm. into tears because um, she surprised me with, like, asking if we were going to wear masks uh, when we were on our way to this to our friend's house and so she was like are we gonna wear masks inside whatever it was just like one little thing and mm-hmm. I was surprised by it and I burst into tears and I was like through my tears trying to be like I'm not doing this on purpose like this isn't about you mm-hmm. I'm not being emotionally manipulative because that is an emotionally manipulative response to that like she asked a mm-hmm. perfectly normal <laughs> like like um sensical question of like mm-hmm. are we gonna wear masks and I was surprised by it and in a bad place so I just started to cry but in this episode, Helen is doing that for real. <laughs> yes. And is not saying, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to manipulate you. It's not about you. Right. Yes. Like, this is my body is having an emotional reaction that my brain does not agree with. <laughs> no, she's, if anything, she's like totally dead faced, just like, yep. must leave table to make you feel guilty. Exactly. I do like what you said based about Graham's like juggling so many plates at this event that Jen is like, it sucks that Jen has to be the one to be like, no, I'll follow her. But I like that she was doing that for Graham's. Like yes. she was like, and I like that Graham says about Jen's thanks thing. Like that was lovely. I just like whenever Jen gets any positive reinforcement. No, totally. And like nobody makes her besides the emotional manipulation from Helen. Like nobody's like, Jen, go do your <laughs> yeah. thing. Well, yeah. Graham's is like trying to go be the one. Right. To like go chase her. Yeah. So besides Helen's actual emotional manipulation, luckily nobody is like, Jen, now's your moment. Um, right. Joey doesn't lean across the table and say like, <laughs> You owe her that much. She she could be on her way to die right now. (laughs) Um, But of course, Jen follows her. Sorry, I'm refilling. Listen to that box wine flow. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, God, I do miss like the amount of wine, like communal wine drunkness at Thanksgiving is something that I will miss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, sorry, please go ahead. Jen follows. Miss Lindley runs away. She mm-hmm. catches up to her. And again, I don't have too, too many notes about this. Uh, she tries to explain why she didn't call or write over the past year. Um, call or, or write. write. Like, like literally nothing. no contact. For Calling a year. Calling the literal bare men. Right. She called one time in a year. And her daughter was in, like, a strange town with strange people that she never met before. 
And I'm feeling like maybe Jen called her. I don't, maybe you remember this better than me, but I kind of thought Jen called her. She may have. I don't, I think that she, they just mentioned at one point that they talked once over the year. So very could have, very well could have been Jen calling her. Um, Helen near the beginning kind of says like when Jen's like, I didn't mean to upset you. And she's like, I'm not upset. And she's like, I was just thinking about like, maybe I finally did something right for a change. And she tries to turn it around on Jen. Like by sending you here, everything's so much better. And it's like, that is again, so manipulative, so selfish. Cause like, I could see a little part of you being happy that things have worked out. Okay. But like to turn that around and be like, actually I did a good thing. You're better off. So I should have, I should be totally absolved of all guilt. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because you, like, have friends. And I really like the way that Jen lays it down and says, like, I'm glad it makes you feel better, but as good of friends as they are, they're not family. Like, I was literally abandoned by my family. So I'm still not winning in this situation. Right. And you don't get to pawn the responsibility of me, a human being that you gave birth to, off on these people. Mm -hmm. Like, just because they happen to love me doesn't mean you can just be like, well, you have people that love you. Why do you need me to call? Like that. (laughs) Right. In fact, it was better that I didn't. So, right. cool. Good job, me. Right, exactly. Um, I'm thankful for to me for not calling or writing to you. And she says, Jen says, this past year has been anything but easy for me. I've stumbled and picked myself up, stumbled and picked myself up over and over with no safety net. And Jen's mom is like, I know I should have been there for you. I should have written or called. And Jen says, so why didn't you? And her mom's like, I wish I could tell you. And I... My deep, dark secret. I like... That Jen says you have no idea how much that hurts because I feel like, I don't know, like that is the thing. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, Jen's trying to communicate to her mother how much she hurt her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, there's no way to get through to her because she's never experienced this. She's never experienced being like utterly abandoned by your mother and father. Yes. But. Yeah. She's only abandoned two children at this point. <laughs> she's never on the other side Oh, of zing. <laughs> she- Helen, you burned. Um, I feel like I should walk that back. If you're too young and you need to give <laughs> yeah. up a child, it's different from voicing them off on grams. Uh, anyway. Completely different. Um, and she gave up for her for adoption. She didn't like put her into the reeds like Moses. Right, right. <laughs> she didn't even use that. Uh, she didn't even use baby safe haven. <laughs> if you have a yeah. baby and you don't know what to do, something, something help for you. No, she like baby did, safe haven. Did the right thing for a teenager <laughs> that doesn't want to have a baby or and or an abortion. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I do kind of, well, I don't like it, but Jen, the thing that Jen finally says that seems to, like, get her mom to instantly go do a full 180 and be like, okay, I'll tell you the whole sorted story. And she says, like, what did I do that was so bad? What was so wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, duh. Like, duh, she's carrying that all on herself because you rejected her wholeheartedly for, like, one quote-unquote mistake of, like, being basically, like, raped. Right, right. And, like, even if it wasn't, even if it was, like, fully consensual, you know, she was just fucking, you know? Like, she's probably too young to have sex at that time, but, like, yes, whatever. I guess that's what I meant. Like, she was probably, I think she described it as being, like, really drunk and being really young. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, like, controversial stuff that happened to Jen when she was in New York. But even if she was, like, had a long-term boyfriend and they caught her, like, having sex in her parents' bed and then her her parents were like, you know what, get the fuck out, like, go live with Grams on the Cape, you know, of course she, uh, that is going to be the biggest thing that ever happened to her in her life. She's going to forever be like, I mean, luckily Jen isn't quite that messed up by this, but, like, forever after that you're going to be like, you can't have sex because someone's going to completely abandon you permanently. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, I think you're like Jen has done a better job than most people of like digesting this, but she still has a very complicated relationship with her own sexuality and her own like Madonna horror internal. Totally. And the stuff. seesaw of that, like trying to be quote good and only being yes. quote bad. Yes, for sure. So yeah, but when we get this like weird cross dissolve where like her mom's like, let me try and explain this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, anyway, Graham's coming out of the, the house with a coffee pot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like running with a coffee pot all those plates man she's spinning all those plates (laughs) then we get a brief like interstitial scene of gail and mitch uh they're eating pie and like yakking it up at a picnic table and dawson having a great time dawson wait yeah can you be dawson and i'll be gail sure this first line let me uh where am i so yeah they're like having a grand old time eating that slightly pumpkin pie am i who am i am i dawson you're dawson yeah you mind if i join you pause pause (laughs) Pause. Well, of, of course not, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> that's all I needed to highlight. Yeah. Long pause. It's very awkward. For no reason. Well, they're just, you know, they're having a great time. They don't need Dawson coming in and raining on their parade. <laughs> that's true. I mean, again, Dawson is mad that he, like, he feels like his parents are jerking him around emotionally. And it's like... I- you know, I do, again, I do kind of agree with him. Like, he hasn't had any stability regarding his, his sort of home life, which is, you know, comparatively good. Like, comparatively, mm-hmm. sure, to, let's say, Joey's home life or, like, her parents. Right. You know, Gail and Mitch are certainly not that bad. But there is definitely something to be said for the fact that he was, like, too involved in their relationship mm-hmm. to begin mm-hmm. with. And now they're separated, but now it's like they're... Uh, you know, they're living under the same roof again and now they're, like, being really good friends and they're right. also not telling him anything, which I think is is correct, but they need to, like, keep it under wraps a little bit more. It's just, like, a lot. Yeah. They're doing, like, the opposite of, of wraps. They're like, you know what would make Dawson feel way better if we really, like, put on display how well we're getting along? Right. And it's like, you tried so hard to have boundaries and you are not, still not quite grasping. Exactly. Not quite there. Like, it's still really confusing and and probably makes him feel bad um yeah so he brings that up and then they're sort of like there's like another sort of cross dissolve situation where they're like okay well we'll tell you everything (laughs) because dawson's like yeah everyone's everyone's getting all the dish all all the all the gossip is coming out right now i mean it is it is thanksgiving i suppose um that's true so uh yeah so gail is like hey sit down i'll tell you everything essentially she doesn't say those words Mm -hmm. but and then we go back to Jen and Mrs. Lindley. Um, I like that we don't have to get the whole story again yeah. from Mrs. Lindley. Like, we just go back to, like, Jen is like, okay, cool. So when you saw me in that position that you could identify with, you pushed me away and rejected me completely. Totally cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She says, mother instead turns into a, hypo- a hypocrite and sends her daughter into exile. Mm-hmm. And this is where we, <laughs> this is where we start to get a little bit of, like, I guess Jen's dad is, like, a horrible monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, There was your father to consider. He wanted to punish you for being a whore. Right. And and Helen just sort of upholds uh, her her dad's, like, word and has to protect him from her whoreishness. She literally says, she refers to it as literally a shameful secret. (laughs) A secret I've had to carry for over 20 years. (laughs) God. And then Jen counters that with, so the answer was to make me feel dirty and ashamed? And she says, that was never my intention. Well, you did a bad job, Helen. (laughs) I mean, that's like if I threw a 
Christmas ham at your head and you said you hurt my head and I said that was never my intention. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got into an argument with a friend of mine via text the other day, which is how I get into all of my arguments. <laughs> text is so tricky. Uh, I'm so bad at reading tone in there too. But, um, mm-hmm. and I sort of had this moment where I was like, I thought that she was saying something about uh, me being a pet owner. I was having like a day. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I can't identify with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it ended up being like, she was like, that's not what I said. And I was like, well, that's what I heard. So like, does it matter? Uh, mm-hmm. it, does it really matter what you said? If you, you I'm upset. So I need you to participate mm-hmm. in, in, in like <laughs> me being not a, less upset, not upset, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how yeah, I that's... felt with that too. Yeah. Of like, well, that wasn't my intention. It's like, well, that, that was your achievement. <laughs> like that, yes. that's what And also did. it was like a very easy to guess that that would be the outcome. Right. Like I get, you know, it's just that she says it that, like she says that, like, she's not like, I know when I'm sorry. She's <laughs> like, yes, well, I didn't yeah. mean to do that. It's like, well, okay, but you did. Yes. Um, And Jen kind of, like, really drills down on the fact that her mom's biggest fear is, like, just being alone. Like, she just doesn't want to ever have to get divorced, so she's going to do whatever her husband says and keep this, quote, shameful secret under wraps forever. And she can't even cry, so it's not bad acting. It's Joe's character. (laughs) Or maybe both. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, I got to say, this woman does not blow me away. No. Oh, yeah. So I loved her, her last... Jen's uh, Jen gets the last word and sticks the landing when she's like, "Look at you! You can't even cry. Something, something's taken that away from you. You're numb, and you know what? You're grateful for it. Know why you're so afraid of being alone? Because the day you are, you're gonna have to look inside of yourself, and you're gonna see what I've known for a long time that there's nothing there. <laughs> Incredible. God, I wish." I didn't even have bad parents, and having a speech <laughs> like that would have been so satisfying. Let alone if you actually had a shitty parent. I know. Amen. Um, then we're going to go back to the group. Bessie Alexander is has had enough, and Bessie's going to take him home. Um, and Dawson... So Joey stays and, like, is hanging out. Dawson walks over, and he... Well, for once, Bessie is like, Dawson... Or, Joey, you don't have to be a, a woman trying to have it all. I'll take responsibility for the kid this time. For my child this one time. You stay. Have fun with your friends. Um, and Dawson comes over and reveals that Mitch and Gail's divorce is final, which I guess is why they suddenly are, feel comfortable, like, being friendly with each other. Yeah. That's fair, but it doesn't really feel like an answer, now that I'm thinking about it, to his question of, like, what's going on? Like, what's your status? Like, mom's living here. Right. You seem really friendly. Yeah. Like, it's kind of an answer, but it's not really an answer. Especially not because they're living with each other. Like, they're living under the same roof. I know that they're not, like, sleeping in the same bed or anything. Right. But just, and it's, you know, the the, the ink is not even dry on these divorce proceedings. So, like, it's, it, it yeah. And they filed them a long time ago, so it doesn't, like, reflect their intentions. It's right. just, like, this process we set in motion happened. Right. Unrelated to us. And, like, I do get how that would, you know, sort of take the pressure off of them to to mm. allow them to be friendly again, but, yeah, it doesn't really make, it doesn't really wrap everything up in the way that I feel like it's, the show makes it seem like it does. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's that um, little scene. I like that Dawson says he looks in the eye and said congratulations, I don't know, instead of being like mother, father, yeah. let's talk more. Right, right, right. Uh, and then there's like a like a moment of where he's like, "Let's go wild tonight," 
let's do, you know, let it all out, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Or we could sit here for, and have like a mind blowing three hour conversation. And it's like, okay, (laughs) I don't know. I'm down for any of those, right? In this, in this COVID world, all of the above sounded uh, incredible. Amen. Amen, Sister Bran. Then something exciting happened. (laughs) I wasn't like, I almost thought this very first moment might have been like breaking character a little bit. Because this first giggle between them is so genuine and so charming that I was like, did Pacey like, or did Joshua Jackson kind of like, was some of that like physical way he comes, because he kind of bikes up behind Jen and then they kind of like make eye contact and they laugh in a way that I was like, I feel like this is real. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Um, she drags him over to the potting shed for... Oh, I'm so sorry. I was talking about a totally different scene. I I got lost in my notes. I'm so sorry. No worries, because I know what you were referencing. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Because I also love that moment. But first, before that happens, Jen is going to drag Pacey over to the potting shed while, like, unbuttoning his shirt. She's like, let's do this now. Pacey stops her and is like, you're clearly mm-hmm. upset. <laughs> Do you want to tell me what happened with you and your mom? And she tells him, you know, basically what happened or that, mm-hmm. that bad things happened. And what Pacey says is, for what it's worth, as a guy who's just gone through this himself, what just happened mm-hmm. to you is a defining moment. When you come to see your parents as human beings with their own problems, it is oddly kind of liberating. When you realize they're way more messed up than you are, it's not worth your time or energy to go on despising them about for it. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn, yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it works. Jen, like, looks like she's, like, having a defining moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, on her face. I also like when she's first dragging him in there and he says, we're asked where they're going. She says to the gardening shed to play in the enriched potting soil. <laughs> the enriched potting soil. I, I also really like this happens before what Pacey says, but he's like, because, um, you know, she's sort of rushing this and he's trying mm-hmm. to like slow her down and talk. Um, and she, Jen says, Pacey, our arrangement precludes any sort of emotional foreplay. And he says, yes, it does. Which by extension also precludes the idea of angry sex, which I, I yes. liked that. Like, uh, you know, the boundaries of their relationship are, you know, that it's just a transaction, which includes all of the, all emotions. So like, yeah, you, you know, don't fall in love with me, but also don't like hate fuck me. <laughs> Right, you right, know? right. The other side of that is like, I'm still not your tool. Like, <laughs> it's so dark. Also, when she like does explain to him what's happening after that, what, when he says that, and she says like, I guess I'm not the only girl in the in the Lindley family who can't say no. And there's just like something really sad about that. Mm-hmm. And I do like that Pacey says like, Wow, wake up and smell the sanctimony, mom, because it's just like what she was thinking yeah. and like just reinforcing like, yeah, wow, well, it's really hypocritical mm-hmm. and shitty that she did that to you. He's not saying like, well, you're not a whore, don't worry. He's just like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what's important. She important shouldn't have done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, they have that little scene, and after that, they don't have sex, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. After that, we're going to go to, it's sort of the end of the night, and uh, Helen is packing up her car. She has switched her business casual (laughs) eating outfit for a business casual driving outfit. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Everything that she wears is something that I would have seen in um, a thrift store, when we were, like, mm-hmm. going through our heavy thrifting phase. Yes. Um, which I guess makes sense, because it's, like, fashions of Costume yesteryear. Department. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, she's leaving. Uh, Jen says that she won't tell her dad about um, her mom's, about Helen's disgusting secret. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, that she was an unwed mother. And there's like this whole running theme of Jen's mom not wanting to divorce her monster of a dad and be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know, like, I go both ways on it, just like everything else. No, I. <laughs> It seems it seems kind of lame to me. Like on the one hand, I don't know. It doesn't. It, it mm-hmm. sort of. It doesn't seem like enough. It doesn't seem like enough, and it sort of removes ownership of her mom's actions from her mom in a way mm-hmm. that I don't find particularly interesting. Like it sort of creates this space in which we have we're supposed to have pity for her. So it's like, oh, she's just doing the best with what she, you know, mm-hmm. like not too much pity. We're obviously supposed to blame her, but like. I don't know. I, I, I just didn't need that. Like, I, I think it would be more interesting yeah. if she was, like, this standalone character that, you know, made these decisions of her own accord rather than being afraid of, I don't know, like, the, her husband finding out. Especially since we haven't right. met her husband. So, like, I don't know. Yes. It just sort of rang yeah. a little empty for me. Same. And, and I kind of felt that same way, not only about that, like, him being such a big part of her motivation for doing all these terrible things, but also, like what she would lose if she lost the dad which is like my social life in new york city of being a rich lady who does charity stuff and it's like on the one hand that that again feels really empty and silly but on the other hand is like i guess that's your whole life and that's everything you've like poured your everything into including like abandoning your child right i guess i could see that being scary to lose that but it's like literally she can't think of anything besides social registers and charity events right yeah, and I just don't, I don't know. It's sort of, it, it It made it sort of unclear what her motivation is. Because if she's so afraid of being, of ending up alone, wouldn't you put more, wouldn't you invest more in your child? Like, I feel like right. having a child. Well, only uh, heterosexual unions matter. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I thought that that was kind of lame and we didn't need that, but. I think it was helpful that we landed on Jen being like, all this time I thought you hated me and I'm realizing now you hated yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me is much more like satisfying as an answer. And for Jen to be the one to articulate that. Absolutely. I agree with that. Wholeheartedly. um, Grams walks up and she sort of says goodbye to Helen. uh, And Jen calls Helen mom and is like, call me sometime. Um, Which is like... This is what I was, she will not. This is what I was talking about in the beginning of the episode. Like, I feel like we get to the right place emotionally, mm-hmm. but the path there is so fucked up and stupid of people being like, you just have to give her a chance. Like, yes. we didn't need that. You could have taken Jen's side and supported this person in your life without being like, but she's your mom. And mm-hmm. we still would have gotten to this place. I don't know. For sure. Like, Helen should have been the one to take the steps towards Jen, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Uh, like, it's great that Jen gets this clarity and gets to feel better about that situation, but she shouldn't have had to been the one to work for it. Right. Anyway. Uh, I like that when Grams comes up, she's, like, kind of, like, uh, squeezes Jen's shoulders. Like, they're kind of a united front facing Helen. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, Grams is, like, you know, even though I was encouraging her to talk to you, like, to be clear, this is my family and you're leaving. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, I liked that Grams is, like, the way she asks Jen, like, you all right? Like, she mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. checks in with, with Jen. I'm sorry. The way Grams asks Jen, I don't know how, if I said that wrong. <laughs> so she's definitely, like, acknowledging that, you know, something big has happened and that that was traumatic <laughs> and, you know. Yes. Yeah. Grams yeah. isn't always great about acknowledging Jen's feelings, so I appreciated that. 
Um, for sure. And then now we're gonna have. <laughs> now we're going to the shed, and Jen is. No, 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 Gabby, you're confused. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, this is the spontaneous part where everything was charming and sexy. He is really sexy in this scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed the little. So yeah, he like everyone's sitting by the fire, and Jen sort of because she turns away from her mom leaving and like starts to walk mm-hmm. towards our our group uh, hanging out by a fire. And Pacey bikes up, like, right behind her. And then there's, like, a little giggle. It's fair. It seems very uh, sincere. Because um, he kind of, like, stops and is like, hmm? Yeah. And <laughs> so cute. And he just, like, drops his bicycle in the, on the ground. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. keeps walking. Um, and I also liked when he, because Jen's like, I think, uh, you know, you need to get commended for going above and beyond, mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh, hold on sorry before that she says uh, he says so there's no hard feelings for this afternoon uh you know when he um wouldn't rejected her yeah, kind of rejected her kind of and jen's like except for ones of utter embarrassment no i'm sorry about what happened and he says sorry there's no need for you to apologize to me i know this may be hard for you to believe but it's actually not every day that a beautiful woman throws herself at me <laughs> And yes, and he does the like, shush, shush, shush. <laughs> oh, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, it's all happening. It's oh. all happening. <laughs> well, yeah, because from there is when she says the thing about going above and beyond by like resisting her sexual wiles, and he says it was nothing. And Jen does a little gender essentialism and is like, for a sixteen-year-old boy, blah blah blah. I would say for most sixteen-year-olds, but whatever. Whatever. Um, it must have taken superhuman restraint. And Pacey instantly is like, "Oh, Jen, you have no idea." It's so sweet because it like. It reinforces her, like, it get, lets her have her groove back a little bit. It's like, yeah, yes, you're, yes. you're like, sexy and you're hot, and I wanted yes. to, but I did, you know. Ooh. Yes, yes. And it does that, and he, like, throws his arm around her in, like, such a nice, like, friend, like, friend love mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. that would, like, make me feel so good if I just had to go through this horrible thing with my mom. Yep. Yep. Snail trail all around. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're snail trailing over, they're going towards the bonfire. I did notice there's a quick cut where his his arm is over her shoulder as they're walking out of one frame. And then, like, literally a foot later in, like, their reality in the next shot, his arm is down. Because clearly if they walked up with his arm around her, even if it's friendly, Andy, Joey, and Dawson would all lose their <laughs> fucking minds. Yeah. Like, they had to have him take his arm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they can't be too close around the friends because it won't be cool. No, no. But, be that as it may, we get the slow piping in of some Alanis Morissette in the background. I appreciated that. <laughs> and I would be gone. <laughs> um, and then there's just a really nice friends have fun moment around this fire. Um, I was predicting, like, is there a circle? I feel like a wet circle around this around this, this campfire. Is this almost like Zoe's snail trail around <laughs> for friendship? In, like, a, invoking the four corners of the watchtowers for friendship? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. We'll never know. We'll never know. Um, that's so lame that I snail trail for friendship. I'm going to fucking <laughs> kill myself. What am I? The fucking Care Bears? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you know there's those like um bumper stickers that say like I break for whatever like I break for <laughs> dogs I don't know and it'll say I snail trail for friendship <laughs> oh, I God, hate it I, I hate it. it I love it um anyway uh, whatever everyone's like yeah it's nice to have friends and everyone's like yeah and I loved it and then Dawson says 
I would just like to say that in a world where people who raise you end up letting you down, it's an honor and a privilege to have you guys to turn to. And I was just like, this is so nice. Yes. And they're all drinking these like giant mugs of like hot cider and like cozied up around this fire. It's so sweet. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, and I did well up a little bit. My I wrote my whole body is on fire and I'm literally, literally crying. And I was. <laughs> I shed a bitter tear. <laughs> Like, of course, in this moment also. Like, I'm sure it's a nice scene all the time. But, like, in this moment, it's like, mm-hmm, exactly. for the love of God, please. Please let me have a friend in real life. I know. And that, my friends, is the end of Season 3, Episode 8, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Uh, the Jennifer Lindley Punishment Watch is clocking in at a 4 out of 6 sad faces. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a bunch of punishment going on in this episode. But it ends up, it does end up well for Jennifer. Um, and she gets some closure, which will put her on a better path to healing, as we all know. Um, she gets to understand her mom a little bit better, by which I mean she gets to shed some of her baggage regarding her mom and what her mom thinks of her. And additionally, in the end, all of her th- friends show up for her emotionally, including Joey, even though what sh- the advice that she gives her is not helpful. Like, at least she gave her some advice and wasn't just like, whatever, slut. <laughs> If this was witch times, you would have been burned alive. <laughs> exactly. Like, at least Joey was helpful. Like, trying to be helpful. Yes. yes. Yeah. Being caring. And we're going to have a little change to the Joey Potter rageometer. I have at last decided to retire the DEFCON system that we usually operate, which is the inverse value mm-hmm. of the sad face rating system. So we're going to go over it. Now our new rating will be the same zero or like whatever out of six, the same way that the Jennifer Lindley Punishment Watch is whatever out mm-hmm. of six. So I haven't figured out what the unit will be, but the Joey Potter rageometer for this episode is zero out of six. There's no rage, meaning no rage, um, but a very prominent reminder that her mom is dead. However, mm-hmm. it, it is the holidays and there's a lot of family drama that she can't participate in happening around her. So mm-hmm. like she has to have something. So, <laughs> so I'll give it to her. Maybe instead of like sad faces, it could be like, one of the other like emojis like the one where like the head is exploding i don't know if there's a name for that emoji <laughs> okay okay blank out of six exploding heads <laughs> <laughs> yes okay. this is also like scanners where she's so angry she's gonna blow your head up with the power of her rage <laughs> there you go perfect life lessons life lessons see i believe that all the mysteries of the universe all the answers to life's questions can be found in a spielberg film I mean, I feel like I've been spewing life lessons since the beginning of this episode, (laughs) since we started talking about this episode. I would say that, you know, I sort of uh, alluded to this earlier, but there are different ways, there are different relationships that you can have with your parents. They don't necessarily have to be the same. Your connection to them doesn't necessarily have to be the same that other people have. You can have a connection and a relationship with your biological parents or biological mother or whatever while also being raised and considering another person your actual mom. And that's complicated. I'm not going to pretend like that's not, you know, there's a lot of conversation and experiences that go into that. But just because someone is your parent doesn't mean that they have unfettered access to you if they don't, they have not earned that. And... I like that a lot. I also like the shows that there's like a middle ground between like, you know, you can cut them out of your life if you want, but you can also be like, I, I'll only give you this much. Like we can have casual conversation or, you know, I'll see you at this situation and that's it. Right. Oh, that was weird. What? Did you hear that? No? 
No. Oh. Um, what was it? It was like a, like a, I'm haunted. <laughs> okay. Are you hearing any perchance heavy panting breaths? <laughs> I'm so haunted. Go towards the light, Carol Ann. I think once in a while I've heard that in my Bluetooth headphones. Mm, these are Bluetooth. What did you just say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the and the power is with the person deciding, right? So, like, Jen mm-hmm. can decide if she's like, listen, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore, Mom. <laughs> like, it hurts me. Yeah. And so please don't call. But she can also be like, you know, I accept that you've made mistakes and I will have a relationship with you. But here are the guidelines that I need us both to follow. Yes, yeah. Or even just like, okay, sure, Mom, we have a relationship. I'm just not going to try that hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, you haven't earned that. Um, I think my life lesson is thinking about valuing your impact over your intentions. So, um, you know, sometimes, honestly, like, m- maybe with this conversation you're talking about, I don't know, like, sometimes it really is just a miscommunication. But even in that case, just be like, well, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. let me take care of my person I have a relationship with or this person in my community's, like, reality from the impact this had. Or also a lot of times if, for example, you're Jen's mom, if you look at your actions, it doesn't matter what your intentions were because you really could have predicted this impact. Right. So. Yeah. No, you did a big stinker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and continue to do it over a series of days that add up to a year. No, totally. I mean, that was my point when when I was having that conversation. It's like, okay, but I hear that you are saying that you didn't say that, but I am upset. So, like, I need yes. you to do something like talk to me about this or something (laughs) right just because you didn't mean to do this in the moment doesn't mean it's my fault for having an emotion yes exactly it's like here we are we are here yeah yeah um no fun facts for this episode but just to reiterate guess who's coming to dinner is all about dealing with race (laughs) and racism and confronting it in yourself and the only non-white person in this episode is the unspeaking baby so we're not even given an excuse as to why the single person of color character is not present right guess who's not coming to dinner it's Bodhi. it's Bodhi, and we don't know why okay (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, well, if you want to know a million reasons why, you can follow us on Instagram, at Dawson's Creeps. You can also follow us on Twitter, where we are at Dawson's underscore Creeps. Guess what? We're also on Spotify, Dawson's Creeps, where there's a podcast, but also as a playlist. Do you want to dance tomorrow? (laughs) Do you want to dance tomorrow? Um, I think we maybe skipped last picture show, if you wanted to. Oh, shit. Oh, God, oh, God, okay. Um, it's really good. It's so interesting. <laughs> we had a Charlie Brown Christmas. Guess who's coming to dinner? The Waltons, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Perfect. Thank Wonderful. You. I mean, you went to the the true. I went to the trouble, trouble. and all, one of those was not even from IMDb. I actually did it myself. So look at you go. She's like a shooting <laughs> star. Uh, that's it. That's it. Go home. Uh, join us next time for maybe the dancing episode. We'll see. God, if it's not, I am going to crawl up on the floor and die. Oh, God, oh, God. I've made expectations way too high. I regret everything. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.